You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path. Covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between. Making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. And we are recording. Hello, Jody. How are you, my friend? Very good, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's been a long time. It's got to be, what, two years since the last time we talked? Two or three years for sure, yeah. Yeah, it was the interview with the uh, Spiritual Roundtable Atlantis. Was that the last Absolutely. time? Absolutely. Oh, my yes. God. Wow. So we were talking about uh, Arcturians um, and all that good stuff. But, you know, it's really interesting. I, I found out you were a dowser. And I was really interesting. Uh, that whole thing was, it was kind of blew me away. It's like, oh, my God, dowsing. You know, I know so little about dowsing. So what is dowsing? Dowsing is simply, in its simplest form, a means of getting in contact with, let's say, your subconscious mind. So okay. it's a tool to communicate with a part of your mind to get information. So traditionally, they use L-rods. Okay. You know, so they have the metal L-rods. Or pendulums. People use pendulums. So you okay. can ask yes and no yes and no questions and get responses from these tools. So that's all it is. Um, it's not meant to be like, I don't use my tools all the time. If you envision it like a spiritual path in a, in a ladder, it's all different rungs. Dowsing's a rung on that ladder. So okay. we're meant to go beyond that, but that's what dowsing is simply. Okay. Now from what I was doing the research, they were using like they were using it for like, and I remember in the old times, they were looking for like water and minerals and stuff like that. Is that the same form of dowsing or is it just another version of dowsing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all the same. See dowsing, a dowser is only as good as the question that they can ask. You need clarity and be specific. So you can ask questions in the old days. Everybody wanted to find water. So they would ask questions to help them locate a vein of water so they could do a well locate, right? For drinking yeah. water. Now that's kind of been left behind, unfortunately, because it's still very important, but everybody's into the energies, the entities and dowsing for UFOs and dowsing for house clearings. And they've really gone off to the far end of it, okay. but it covers a, a huge spectrum of topics. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was just, it was very, there wasn't a lot of information out there. There was some information. It was basically based around the old school where they're looking for water, you know, miners were using it to find minerals and things like that. But then there was like that controversy behind it. So they said, you know, not everybody can be a dowser. And then they were talking about, it's really not the person that's dowsing. It's spirit that invokes over top of them. That's helping them locate. Now, is that true or is that a lot of bit incorrect? Of incorrect. It's All not right. spirit coming through. That's why dowsing's considered safe. You're not channeling, you're not your the information come. I mean, there could be information out in the big void, but it's being filtered through your higher self, your okay. soul, your consciousness, so that the information comes down to you. That's the difference between dowsing and other forms of divination, like people who use Ouija boards you're open to whatever's out there. Dowsing yeah. doesn't do that. Dowsing doesn't do that at all. Dow does it, dowsing doesn't do that, no. So if I was looking for more information on dowsing um, or courses, is there a specific training that you take for dowsing or how does that work? This is a loaded question. 
because well, okay, I don't well. really have, I don't really have anybody I recommend okay. because the whole spiritual world, in my opinion, there's a huge amount of distraction out there. So, I mean, I do teach dowsing. I teach it at my house. And with the situation of the world now, I've now gone online with that. So I have a teachable site that teaches people the foundation of using L-rods to locate water, to locate veins. Why? Because if you become skillful at that level, energies are attracted to water. All your, all your sacred sites around the world have intersections, crossings of water at different depths, which creates different energies, which opens doorways, portals, vortexes, etc. So that's okay. why if you become skillful at the beginning of it, you can do the rest of it. But I teach it. I have it on my, my online course, but I do not have anybody I would personally recommend. Okay. So what if, if somebody was looking for that, okay, so um, to, to actually start doing dowsing, what are some of the mm -hmm. fundamentals they want to look for in a good course? So well, you can, you can kind of like talk about your own course if you want. Well, I'd, I'd like, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I have a problem self-promoting. But anyways, okay. <laughs> I keep everything simple. Okay. I, I, I teach you the foundations. If okay. you want to, once you've learned the foundation and the simple understanding of how to use L-rods and pendulums, then you're open to do whatever you want. Okay. But if you don't learn the bait, it's like driving a car. You do, if you don't take a driving lesson and you go buy a Ferrari and start driving it, <laughs> Do I need to say more? Yeah. Well, energy some... work and spirituality is the same, right? Yeah. That makes it, that makes a big, big difference. So, I mean, how long is, I mean, it's a real ancient technique, right? It's, it's been around for a while. Like, Oh yeah. Cleopatra used it. It's been around thousands of years. Sure. Yeah. So were the Egyptians using it at that time too, as well? So the, it was, it, would you say it was going back even back to the Atlanteans or you know, where was, I mean, where's the first kind of actual indications of dowsing? Yeah, I don't have the exact date. I do have it. It's in my lectures, but I think it's about 6,000 years ago. They found pictures in caves of people using what looked like L-rod dowsing devices. Wow. So yes, in answering your question, I think it predates Atlantis, Lemuria. It's a form that's been used for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really simple too, as well. It's, it's not like it's a complicated form, but again, it's getting used to having those energies and that flow of energies. So how do you, you use it on a daily basis? How do you use dowsing on a daily basis? Well, what I do, what dowsing does, if you practice and people need to commit to practice, I mean, it helps you get in touch with your intuitive voice. You know how we always have that gut feeling that says we should be doing this or doing that. Dowsing strengthens that bond. So a lot of times I don't use the dowsing rods. I just, I could walk out in a field and tell you where the veins are. I've learned how to acknowledge those feelings in me, right? So yeah, where so I use it. Your dowsing rod. You're now the dowsing rod, your own body now, instead of using the rods. And, and that's the objective from the way I approach it. Yes, I okay. want people to help them understand who they really are as humans on this earth plane that we have skill and abilities and sensations that we're not even aware of anymore. So, but where I, going back to your question, where I use it is I use it because it, sometimes I get too linear in my mind. I overthink things, you know, and get complicated. Then I use my pendulums and my L rods. Primarily I use them. I put a uh, star lodge out in my backyard. So I used my L rods to help find the location for that. 
if I make new devices, I use my pendulums and my L rods to help me narrow down the measurements, the materials to use, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I use it. Okay. So for the, for the individual, somebody who's looking to do that, it's a way of just retraining their body and mind to really understand energetic on a basic level, like the fundamental. So it's giving them the tool to basically with the rods, gives them the tool to practice with, to finally get mental, just to kind of see that, okay, this is where the energy is coming from. I can see it now, I can feel the energy. Now I can see it like actually with the rods moving, I can actually see where the energy is moving. You know, if it's closed off, it's open, where it's structured, stuff like that. But then after a while, you just get so attuned to it, your body kind of automatically knows it. So it's a good way of just kind of reinforcing what you probably already know what's going on. Absolutely. It's like the training wheels on a bicycle when you're learning how to ride. It supports okay. you and helps you understand yourself. Yeah. So how did you get involved in dowsing? Like, I mean, um, were you brought up in, uh, you know, with your family dowsing or it was just something that, you know, in your teens later on, you just said, you know, this is cool. Like, what is this? Yeah. Well, I kind of researched it when I was 17, around 17, I made my first pendulums out of, uh, paraffin wax and nylon cord because I was reaching I mean I was interested there were things happening in my life I wanted answers and then later in life like you hear the family stories my grandparents were dowsers when I was 19 my grandfather showed me how to use a y-rod with a branch from a tree so he kind of I didn't even know he knew how to do it but it you know as you talk to people the closets open up and the information starts coming out eh yeah. And then in my in my mid mid 30s, I took a course off a really knowledgeable dowser and uh, it was all going forward from there. And after that, I went home and my dowsing teacher in my 30s, he said to me, you're only as good as the questions you ask. Think outside the box, my boy. And he showed me some stuff that I was experimenting with and I didn't know he was. And I went home and that's when I, I located new energy centers. I, I started designing my handheld crystal power rods using dowsing as a vehicle to get what was in my head out onto paper and, and make it. Oh, wow, so yeah, my really family, cool. my family's all been spiritual. You know, they hear knocks on windows when people pass on and which would I, I believe was in all our families years ago. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I remember like the whole wide, uh, the, uh, the tree branch, my grandfather, I remember him doing it when I was a kid, and I was always wondering, what is he doing? But that's what some of the things, I actually know it's interesting, you know, as you talk about that, I've never thought about it until, until now. That memory just kind of flooded in. I just remember I'm holding the stick and just kind of walking over the field and just kind of looking and feeling that. And, we, and as kids, you just kind of wonder what grandpa's doing. You know, grandpa lost his mind. You know, here he is, outside, yeah. you know, but it was a very natural for them. Even his great grandfather is something that they would do to, especially when they're planting and they're looking for, you know, specific things. I, and then one thing I noticed about that too, as well, their gardens were some of the most fruitful and like biggest gardens I've ever seen. Like they would not just, you know, when you put a potato plant in, it'd be like the biggest potato plant at all. And I just, I can never figure that out, but now it makes sense where he was looking for the energy lines on the field to figure out where the best place to plant the food. And now I look back and I was like, man, that was pretty slick. That's a real slick idea. Yeah. And back then they were in more, they were more connected to the earth. 
the fairies, the elementals, they all play a part in growing, growing and harvesting and it's our, and they protect you. And I mean, there's a whole big picture here that we can't talk about in an hour that really is happening. And, you know, I had, I, I did, I've done things outside with little stacking stones, put tobacco down. It was for the elementals and the fairies. And, and I'll tell you, Michael, I had a tree fall down and it missed my deck and it missed the little stone that I had for the elementals. How'd that happen? It should have taken out the whole back of the house. Wow. That's very cool. You know? So yeah. as you, be, as you become more used to and understanding energies, did you, where did the experiences of working with elementals, fairies and things like that? Because it just seems like kind of like a kind of snowball. You open up the kind of these Pandora box of energy and then just for you using, cause you're, I mean, you're very much dousing from my understanding is very connected to the, the ground and the earth around us, dealing the vibrations of energies. So how did it go progress from dowsing all the way into like working with elementals and fairies and things like that? Or was it a yeah. progression or did okay. you just, or, you know? Yeah, it's, a, it's an evolution, it's a progression, but I wanna, I wanna address a question or a statement you made earlier on that not everybody can douse. Everybody I've encountered can douse. So we just okay. put that out there so people don't think there's, don't, op don't open the door to, I can't, I can. Everything okay. goes from here. What we think we create. I can, I will. Thank you. I acknowledge that. It's an evolution. Dowsing, energy work helps you become more in tune with you. And as you become more in tune with you, you are more receptive to what's coming at you from around. So I would get messages, you know, the, uh, from the fairies. I would get messages from the Arcturians. Do this, do that. I would get a, I had a, 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 an uncontrollable anxiety building up in me. And just before this world thing that's happening, and I don't want to get into that started, I built my Arcturian Star Lodge because I had to, I couldn't put it off anymore. But that was the energies coming to me, communicating to me. And now I do work in that lodge to send energies out to the world around me. So as you work on yourself, it's all self work. If you're not prepared to do your self-work, don't even think about doing anything else. There is no simple fix. It took you so many years to get where you are. It's going to take some time to, to undo that, right? Yeah, but that's so true. If you do this, if you do the self-work, I mean, it's like the it's like you wake up one day and you realize there's this whole world around you you didn't even know existed, right? Yeah, that's that's that been so there true. all it's been there all along. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I totally agree with that philosophy. I'm very, very, you know, uh, big on doing self work. And that's the most important thing is, to, you know, heal thyself, you know, which is, you know, really the kind of the core lesson in, in my own philosophy is really, uh, you know, developing those skills to really heal that self. And, and then once you start doing like you say, things just open up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what? Holy shit, this is pretty crazy. And it's fun crazy because it, it just gives you that whole new perspective that there's just so much more out there, which I think is fantastic. Something else that's kind of coming to me now, and I, and I want to address it. Please. One of, my, one of my biggest problems when I first really started making these devices, like these, these rods, these, 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 these uh, can you see it? Yeah. When I first so just, made these, oh, so Jordy, I, I just just to not so for my listeners who are listening on audio, just describe what you have because you know they may not be watching. Oh sure. Basically, what it is, it's a crystal power rod, and it's made from copper and coils that I made myself with a crystal in it, and it also has a light source inside of it. 
Okay. So when I made the first one, that was the first one. It's called the Auric Balancer, the Arcturian Auric Balancer. I was in my early 30s. I didn't know what it was because I was just waking up to who I am, right? Yeah. And so I went to psychics and people around. They said it was 35 to 40 years in advance of anything that ever been seen on the planet. So it's still a little premature. Okay. And my point here is because no one was doing the information coming to me was so unique. All my pyramids are three-sided, steep angled, different materials and colors. No one was doing it. So I didn't tell anybody because I thought they would think I was a little bit nuts, right? Yeah. So for years, I'm talking 20 years, 30 years, I didn't do anything until I ran into a lady and she said, it's time. And that's when it came out. I wrote my book. I really, now here I am here. Like I'm out there now. You just Google my name. I'm everywhere, right? But the, it's time for it's time for me to share. But my biggest hangup was because it wasn't what everybody else was doing. I kept it to myself. Yeah, and I shouldn't have done that. It, it's part of part of parcel of you know just the whole process of your own spirituality and just getting out there. You know, for myself, you know, I've been on TV for years, and you know, I I was out there, but it wasn't my authentic self. I always always be the, yeah. the the actor, the guy, and stuff like this. And doing this podcast has really kind of shone a light on on my role, my spirituality. Now, I you know I showcase my spirituality in a very small dosage, but I never would tell everybody that I'm psychic and I did this and I do that and blah blah blah, all that good stuff. But I think it's you know it just it was this it was just the timing. It was just the the timing and what happened. So I want to talk to you about those those. Uh, all those great uh, contraptions that you have, your rods, your pyramids and stuff like that. Uh, I know the last time I sat in one of you brought a pyramid, I think it was at, um, it was a showing of a film that you brought the uh, pyramid in. Oh yeah. I, yeah, it was Atlantis yeah. and stuff. Like that. So where were the inspirations for this device? Now, I think you talked about just briefly about the Arcturians. Now I'm always been fascinated, but I know so many people are fascinated about Arcturians and the energies from the, the galactic, our galactic families. I had our good friend Nicole on and we talked about, she talked about Palladians, but how did you get connected to um, Arcturians? Like where did, I mean, when did the download start happening? Well, it's for me, I've always had things happen early in my life. Like things happened to me all my life. And I, I documented some, a lot of it in my book, The Time Is Now. And it tell, and it's really good because a lot of people who are looking into that book are realizing that what I ha happened to me is happening to them and has happened to them. We're not alone. So on my right leg, I have a, a, a configuration of freckles and it forms the Big Dipper. And off the handle, there's two other freckles, one being bigger than the other. Now, I remember as, a, as being like in my six, seven, eight years old and asking my mom, what did that mean? That's the Big Dipper. Why is it there? Nobody knew, right? In my mid-30s, I was in a bookstore in Toronto, and right on the cover of the book was the Big Dipper and off the handle, two, two stars, one bigger than the other, and it was Arcturus. So that's how I knew I had my connection. And um, Addressing your question about downloads, I don't receive downloads. Okay. Uh, think of it like think of it like you and I are communicating now. It's not okay. a download. Okay. I, get yeah. so I, I, like I guess I'll just, I guess that's the word I'm using because I've heard that so many times from people that I know, they call it like downloads. They just, they come yeah. to you during meditation, stuff like that. So that maybe not the best word for it, but that's the word I'm, yeah. that I know. Of, yeah. So. And the only reason, and the reason I'm addressing it is because I get it all the time too. Right. And I'm yeah. not a channel. I don't channel. 
for, for me, it's like I'm sitting in a room full of people and I can hear the conversation all around me. And then I just tune into what I want to hear. It's coming 24 seven. I do, it's coming right now. I don't have to meditate. I don't have to go into a trance totally in control. My message from the Arcturians is so simple that everybody overlooks it. People are having these experiences, but don't look for the guys in the shiny suits and all this. I'm not saying that won't happen, but the message, if we want to fix this world, starts here. We have to work on ourselves and simply meditate. Um, I got, I have probably well eight, over 800 videos. I'm all over social media. So anybody that's interested, just go have a look. There's enough in those videos to bring you a long way along the path. Okay, that's fantastic. So what, do you remember when the first time you kind of got connected to him? Well, I, I, I mean, young. Um, well, I, I, think, I think it was around 13. I remember, remember getting information. And then uh, I guess you would call it shamanic journeying happened right away. I was gone. It's like the energy pulled me out kind of thing. And it was all I had a, 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 an awareness of my face and trailing smoke behind me. Um, wow. I've always been attracted. I've always been attracted to Lake Ontario. There's been a lot of talk. Well, there's the Great Lakes Triangle. So we have a triangle in the Great Lakes that's just like the Bermuda Triangle. More oh, ships really? and planes have gone. More ships and planes have gone down a Lake Ontario than Bermuda. It's it's if for lack of a better term, UFOs. It's energies. I received information. It's hard for me to put an exact time on it because it's been going all my life. I received information to go to the North Shore of Lake Ontario way before anybody knew what an orb was. This is back when the Hale-Bob Comet was coming. That's years ago. Oh my God, And yeah. there were the orbs, right? And there were two other people with me. So, you know, I remember in high school leaving my body and going and doing healings on people. I didn't even know what the heck was going on, you know? So to That's me, it's awesome. that kind of connection. It's like being guided from an external energetic source so it's pretty hard to say okay today this happened and you know it was more of a it's part of your fabric most of my now. life most of my life has been trying to figure it out yeah it's just part of your fabric now it's just like it's like a daily it's like a daily occurrence and it's just waking up to that uh you know the the mystery of the of the universe and just kind of being accepting it so if you had to give some advice for somebody who's kind of just starting out and they're getting some of these experiences and things like that from all of your years of, you know, working with energy, you know, working with uh, different entities and things like that, what would you say to them? Well, what I do say to people is once you start having these awarenesses or whatever, or you're waking up, don't go looking for answers out on the big internet. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Because what happens is, and don't buy every book you can find on it. Don't believe that you need to spend a lot of money. Spend some time with yourself. Understand you first. And the best way to do that is meditation. And don't say you can't meditate because I did that for years. And then I realized there was a follow your breath meditation. And I started three minutes a day. Everybody's got three minutes a day. Just simply follow your breath. If you do that, and you get some clarity with what's happening to you, and you're confident, then go and look. But I see so many people, oh, I've just had this experience. Who can I go talk to? Who can I do this to? And you got to be very careful. Like, I know I, I, when I was younger, like I'm 61 now, 
So there wasn't millions of people with all different messages that would confuse me. There was very few, right? So it was a little bit of a slower process. Now you don't know who you're going to get exposed to. And that's, you have to be very conscious. Yeah, that's, that's very important. I think that's a really good thing. Excuse me. Really talk about is discernment. Um, I know growing uh, well through my time of my awakening, I got involved with some people that weren't, let's just say the highest minded people, um, very toxic people. And they use spirituality as a, as a way to manipulation and control. And it was, uh, it was very toxic. And it kind of threw me off because I'm like going, wait a minute, why are these people so crazy? Like, I just didn't, I didn't quite get it. But you, you really got to, you know, take a look, take things with a grain of salt. I think, you know, follow your own, your own intuition, your gut feelings. Something's off. It usually is. I know myself because I was just so eager to learn because again, there wasn't a lot of information. I was just so eager to learn that I had my blinders on, that I wasn't, I didn't have the, you know, I was like, that's all I want to see. I don't care. I know there's something going around, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to pay attention to it until it really kind of blew up in my face. And it's like, yeah, I probably should have had a little more awareness and, you know, just took my time and, uh, you know, had more discernment on that. So I think that's a really, really good point. I really appreciate you bringing that up because, there is so many people out there. There's so many of these so-called gurus out there. Are so much people putting out misinformation. Like, how do you how do you weed through it? You know, I mean, so many people doing podcasts, information, websites. Like, it just it is crazy. It is a lot of stuff out there, and it's like you know, just take what you can take what is really that resonates with you, and then just kind of work on that from there. It's true. What yeah. resonates with you, like. Again, I'm not saying don't research, but don't rush off to research. Spend some time with you. Journal, write it down. And through the writing process, you'll get some more clarity. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good thing. So as far as the pyramids and the light rod, so w- what are they doing? So do you sell those those products at all too as well? Or yeah, all just my stuff. Yourself? No, I do sell everything. Some of it doesn't have uh, prices on the website, but it's, it's, it's commission work, right? Cause okay. it's not for everybody, but let's not get confused. Cause I put a picture of my Ar- Arcturian auric balancer up on social media and everybody went nuts. They want it, they want it, they want it, but they disregarded the 600 videos I had made before I made that post. Right. There's a thing called uh, well, I won't even get it. I won't even give it a name, but a device is 25%. The other 75% is the person using the device, especially these energy devices. It's like uh, mind energy alchemy. When I design it, I, I go out into the astral or whatever and, and slow those frequencies down to manifest a physical product here, right? Okay. Well, the people using these new devices as we move into the higher energies, if you haven't done yourself work, it's a toy. That's all it is. It's a toy. It will not work. Just a dust collector, just going to sit on the shelf. It's a dust collector. Yeah. You have to practice, work on yourself, and that enhances the devices they're going to use. I mean, this isn't new. Physics, uh, years ago, and I don't know who it was or what they figured out, but they determined that the person doing the experiment was affecting the experiment. Even when the device was in a contained, contained environment, somehow the person conducting the experiment was able to influence it. Yeah, I, I think I remember the that. It's the yeah. energy. Yeah, I, I've heard That's of that way experiment. back, Michael. 
Yeah, no, I've heard about it. You yeah. know, I, I don't know if it was Max Planck or if it was Schrodinger or any one of those guys, but it, it does sound familiar because, yeah, you know, it's always the observer yeah. affecting the outcome of what's happening. Yeah. So I think that's so true. So with the the device, what are some of the purposes of the device? Are there certain things that it works with? Does it increase a little more awareness? Um, does it work on healing? Like what, what are some of the devices you do and what do they kind of do? Yeah, absolutely. The Auric Balancer, the first device that I made, I made it specifically for its healing energies. It's, a, it's an antenna, a tuning device to bring in healing energies to enhance the person or, I mean, whatever energies they were trying to affect change in, right? So you would use that rod and you would tune into it. When I first started using the rods, because I wasn't really sensitive enough, I used my pendulum. And, it, and I would say to my pendulum, tell me when the energy has shut off and I'd watch my pendulum. And when it swung in the no direction, I knew the, the healing was over in effect. So I made the auric balancer, which was healing energy. I also progressed into the NP 13, which is negative to positive in 13 seconds or less. And it's another handheld rod that I used when I go do house clearings. And when I do energy work and all this has evolved into doing distance work as well. And that in, in that journey, I was introduced to Reiki, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I've made all kinds of devices right up to my new pendants that I wear. I made the first pendant 30 years ago, and it was oh, called wow. the Ceph, Strengthens Energy Field. And it's like light years ahead of anything that's out there still. It is a circuit. It has a receiver, an amplifier, and a transmitter. I has an EEPROM chip in it where I burned information on that chip that came to me from the Arcturians. So that information is on the chip. See, the whole premise is that we don't really convert anything. Like we, we don't shut it off or end it. So anything negative coming into us, these pendants use our aura, our energy field, like okay. the other side of a transformer. So you use the Earth's energy field, our energy field. So any negativity out there coming at us, goes into the button, into the into the Ceph pendant, converts to positive and retransmits out. So that was the, the beginning of it, right? And since then, in the last three years, we've upgraded it to work with the Arcturian, the 5D, 6D, 7D energies as well. So, but again, no one's doing work like that. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, especially now, you know, because I know there's a big, that big transition that we're moving into that, you know, the age of Aquarius, we're moving into lighter energies, things like that. Things are changing more the, the 5D energy, you know, it's that balance between the fourth and fifth and we're moving into it. And it's really interesting that those pendants that you get, that you make are helping trans helping people with that transition too, as well, which I think it's fantastic. I think it's a brilliant idea. And it's, you know, it's interesting because from my understanding of what, from my understanding of what Arcturians do is they're really a, they're really focused on helping humanity kind of move into that direction. Is that true? Is that how, what you get? So how do we help humanity? If we want yeah. to help humanity, we help people. We empower people. We help them along their own path of self-realization. If I want to affect change in the world, I affect, and that's where social media is a wonderful thing. We can make posts that make 5 million people smile all at the same time. Doesn't that shift the planet? This is oh. the message. I'm, I'm going to speak from me and bluntly. I don't ahead, think please. they're going to just show up. They're not just showing up, landing down, 
shaking her hand and Bob's our uncle. You know what I mean? If you don't do the work, ancient teachings have told that we will reach a point in our life, which we've already reached. You will have a choice. You take the physical world, the uh, material world, or you take the spiritual path. If you don't find some kind of balance between there, leaning more towards the spiritual, you'll be left behind. When all these transition, it's not just we're going to wake up one day and here we are, kumbaya, everybody's glowing lights. That's going to be a process and it may not be a comfortable process. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what's happening right now. You know, it, yeah. everybody's, everybody's uncomfortable. Everybody, things are happening. There's that, that change. I know I had a, um, an astrologer on the other day and they were talking about the, the idea with the energies between Saturn and Jupiter about expanding, contracting, you know, keeping things tight and regulated and stuff like that. And, you know, there's going to be that kind of chaos and that change and that structure. And I was holding, and it's just like, this is what's kind of going on. It's like, it's right in our faces. You, there's no way around it. You're going to, there it is. You're going to have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how, how can you speed up your rate of vibration, move into these higher energies, maintain the same diet and lifestyle? You can't. No, I'm noticing that myself. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, last week, we we're supposed to be on on air, and I actually got sick. Um, you know, I got food poisoning. And mm. it was rough. And it was like that. And it just really gave me an, a chance to kind of recalibrate and look at my diet, because I couldn't eat anything. And it was just interesting. I, I noticed now that I tried to reintroduce some of the foods that I was eating and my body's kind of going, yeah, dude, sorry. That's not good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to kind of reevaluate stuff. So if there's some, if there's some advice that you can kind of le uh, leave our listeners with, you know, about diet and change, you know, kind of give a, a little Coles note, a little philosophy, you know, little truth bombs that you can just kind of leave them with and say, you know what, if you do a few of these things, I know we talked about meditation, you know, talk about your diet. Is there anything else that they can be doing right now to help them through this transition? Meditation is so important. Diet, I mean, I, I, what I've introduced into my lifestyle was years ago, I got introduced into kefir, fermented foods, but real kefir that you grow from your own grains, kimchi, get your gut bacteria back. They're proving that the gut processes information often faster than the brain. So this is why a lot of people are sick now in the world and they can't fight what's happening. No gut bacteria. So fermented foods, meditation, everything will be okay. Say that to yourself three times a day. Don't, energy follows thought. So what you think about, what, if you read a post that makes you feel uncomfortable or, or unhappy, get rid of them, take them off your timeline you only want to see happy things now that will help you get to the new energies in the new future. Yeah. I think that's everything so, will be okay. Yeah. It's, it's so important. Like, I mean, the propaganda out there, is just, it's mind boggling. It's, it's, I have a hard, like I had another guest on and we, I, we had a hard time just watching and listening to television movies, things like that. You know, it just, I've totally changed. I just can't watch the same stuff anymore. I, I barely, I barely watch the news. I just turn the news on just briefly, just to kind of just see what's saying, what's going on. But for the most part, I don't even bother because it's just constant in your face, 100% this bullshit all the time. And it's just like, you can't, you, you, you can't just deal with that. That's not good for the body. I mean, that's just constant trauma all the time being absorbed and being programmed into the brain. So 
you know, I really like that. It's very simplistic. And I always love the simplistic stuff because that's what it really is necessary. It's meditation. It's very simple, guys. You know, everybody can meditate. It took me a while to get meditate, but it's part of my practice every day. It's like going to the washroom, you know, brush your teeth, things like that. Meditation, you carve it out. And especially now, a lot of people aren't working. This is the perfect opportunity to actually make those new choices and make them part of your lifestyle is to actually get into a meditative routine. Get your kids into a meditative routine too as well. It is so important. I mean, there's so many health studies that, you know, on meditation and it's the simplest thing. Like you can, it doesn't have to be complicated. Like you said, it's just about breath work. You don't have to figure out what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Just take time to recalibrate and balance that. Another thing I would add to it as well is get out in nature. Um, I'm a big, big nature fan. I'm the healing of nature. Get out in the trees, get out there, hug a tree, be around trees, be out in nature. I think it's another thing too. Diet is another one, It's which is so simple. Simple changes. It's not like, you know, you have to change a specific diet, but just simple things. And uh, watch watch the drama. Like, I mean, do not watch the drama, but watch the, the drama yeah. that surrounds your life. I think that's really important. Get away from that stuff. Thoughts on that? Have we got time for a couple things? A couple oh, things yeah. that are oh, yeah. interesting. We got a few, got a few more minutes, yeah. I tell people straight up, if you can't think the right thoughts, it's better to not think at all. Practice empty mind. And the only way to do that is meditation. You quiet your mind. And if it's blank, and where I'm leading into this was, it's been said, well, the first explorers that came here, the people that were living, the Native Americans or whatever, didn't recognize the boats because they didn't have anything in their belief system to even let them know what a boat was, right? But they did recognize the rowboats. So the sailboats that brought the people here, the water stayed clear until they got in their rowboats and started rowing a show, which looked like a canoe, right? So, okay, they could acknowledge that. So if that thinking is kind of true, they say the world around us is created by the thoughts everybody thinks, not just one person, but whole civilizations thinking the same thoughts. How is that reinforced? Through media, through radio. We, gotta, we have to buy this kind of house. It has to look like this. We have to have these cars. They're reinforcing a thought pattern. So if you meditate and step outside of that, and we get millions of people doing that, could our reality change? Could there yeah. be things here that we just can't see because our reality is being reinforced, reinforced to us every day by the media and everything we hear? Yeah. I know I didn't present that the smoothest, but the thoughts there. The thoughts there. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. There are days where I can't even speak <laughs> half the time. So listen, I was screwing up most of the time, you know, like, like my podcast, you know, I mean, I do edit it some of it, but for the most part, I mean, I had like, a, like, a, again, it was a funny story. I mean, I just had the astrologer on and she was from Australia. So I kept saying uh, Australia, but I mean, I was trying to say uh, astrology and I couldn't, I, my words are mixed up. So I, you know, I don't worry about it too much. <laughs> it's, it's the message. It's really about the message. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's more real. It's, this is just two people have a conversation and hopefully somebody, you know, either one person or a couple of people will listen to it, take a little nugget of it, apply it to their life. They'll kind of say, and they'll start making changes. And that's what it really is all about. It's really helping each other out and, and providing a platform to have people like yourself on there is to really just kind of inspire people just to make simple changes. You know, it doesn't have to be dramatic, 
But in this time of chaos and things like that, it, I, I think it was a perfect time for myself to launch this, to kind of go through, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. I mean, I'm not 60, but I'm, I'm in my fifties now. So we've been at this for a while and um, we're kind of, we are kind of like, we're educating people on the, some of the stuff who are not so ready for this. We've been kind of like, yeah, this has been going on for a while now. Now it's kind of in your face. And, uh, you know, I really do appreciate all the different things that you do, Jody, you know, um, all your posts and stuff like that. Um, it's really amazing. You know, you're such a, a well-grounded individual, lots of knowledge. And I really appreciate you being on the show today. Happy to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate and that. Yeah. When so that, things turn around, you're welcome to visit here, eh? Oh, yeah. You know, I just got a quick question. Do you still got your bees? I have one hive. One There's hive. a story there. Hard, right. Where I live, it's it's hard for them here, right? Is it? Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm so fast. I love bees. I just think they're the yeah. coolest things in the world. I was, I've thought about asking about that, but I figured I'd probably go off on a tangent and, you know, it'd be like an hour or two hours later, we'd be talking about bees and, you know, I'll just be picking your brain about bees. Well, I could go off on a tangent. That's why, because I was going to tell you a whole, but that'll be hours, Michael. Yeah. Maybe we'll use that for the next time. We'll use that in another podcast. Sure. We'll, we'll do talk about bees and stuff like that. Cause I think they're really, really important or they're like, what's that quote with Albert Einstein? Once the bees go, we have like a couple of years left of, of food. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like my bees on an energetic level. Like I can go out and stand in the bee yard and they fly through my energy field, through my aura. And I know they're, they're, they're tweaking and torquing and doing their thing. They're, they're magical. Bees are magical. Yeah, they certainly are. they certainly are. So that being said, my friend, Jody, always a pleasure. I'm just going to sign off real quickly here. So this has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpot. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now. Thank you very much.